where you uh, the, the referee blows the whistle for the ball moving, so he makes you makes you pull the <laughs> and, and retake the free kick. We have kicked off, or we have retaken free <laughs> is um, play on podcast football podcast uh, under the umbrella of beer rap and banner. Thanks for listening, checking out. Checking us all out. Hope you're all well. Uh, co-host Ben English. And I'm Ash. And I'm Cal. How you all doing, gentlemen? How you doing, Ash, first of all? Yeah, all good, man. Like, in recovery mode. Yeah. Um, and about to go, go and out and go out. for a second time. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> Sunday league. We won't say too much. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you, you're playing a bit of freedom today because you're still a bit, you know... Yeah, you know those ones there. To be fair, I remember one of my best ever Saturday games was after one hour sleep and being drunk. Um, so yeah, you may get my best ever podcast performance today. <laughs> oh, we could get an absolute shout. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Ten minutes. And <laughs> well, while Ash is in recovery mode, I am well rested. I've already rebooted. Um, just drinking a nice cup of. Marijuana tea and feeling very relaxed. Okay, okay. And um, good. This is uh, what you call it, Holland and Barrett's finest right here, if anybody wants to, to sample this nice relaxing herbal tea. Mm. Hemp tea, actually, it's called. Uh, yeah. Marijuana is the wrong word to use. <clears throat> so that's it, that's it, that's it. And uh, I'm good as ever, ready to kick. As always, we're going to do a review um, for the uh, season goal. We're just going to look over young player of the season, manager of the season and then look at the newly promoted teams we've got some results to go over obviously most recently the Charity Shield and then the big games in Europe and then some general news what's been going on in and around football, don't forget you can hit us up on social media at Beer at Bants, at Podcast Play On Beer at Gmail.com and make sure you subscribe share and tell a friend as people get back to school people get back to work we're here for you. Uh, first of all, can we just say a massive, massive um, RIP mm-hmm. to the passing of, I'm going to get his name right, it is Chadwick Boseman, who passed away recently through colon cancer. Um, as we know him, sort of most recently in his role in Black Panther, uh, the film, but also did a lot of, lot of good films. Um, and just message going out to men, really, that those that are listening, just, you know, as we get older, just take take these things seriously, man, like, you know, your, your, your bowels and what you're eating and drinking and, and exercise. And so thoughts and prayers go out to him and to everyone out there. Maybe if you've lost someone recently or if you're going through something a bit tough, hopefully you get through the week or you can message someone and just take care of your health. I don't know if you, you want to build on that. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty awesome. good summary. Sorry, go on. Yeah, this. just just to really appreciate life and to live it to the best you can, and also be very mindful of your words because a number of people were were commenting on his um on his weight loss and even making like silly jokes saying things like crap pamphlet because the way how he became very gaunt and very slim in the face, but no one was aware of his actual battle. So when you say certain things, you don't ever know what's really going on for people. So always be kind in your words, be kind in your intentions because you don't actually know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. I like that, man. Health is wealth and be good to people. That's it, that's it. It's what we, it's what we live by. So just a quick moment, uh, thoughts and prayers. 
and also to everyone out there, just make sure you're healthy and supporting one another, especially as blokes. Right, kick starting. We're looking at the review of young player of the season. This young man doesn't really feel like he's a young player because he's so established in the uh, in his team, in his Liverpool team and in England team. But Trent Alexander-Arnold has been mm. named a young player of the season, beating off the Man United trio, uh, Rashford, Martial and Greenwood. Uh, Mason Mount, Pulisic were also involved. Um, I was surprised Saka maybe didn't get a mention there. But um, what can you say about the fullback? Arguably the best crosser of the ball in the Prem. And possibly... Ooh, I don't know, you know. I'm having KDB over him. I'm having KDB. I am, I am. You listen, Trent is... Trent, that Trent's outstanding. Um, I think he got, was that, 13 assists last year. Um, a number of goals. Like, again, talk about his crossing. Just his all-round, like, whips and bags are, are, are a real key part of what Liverpool do. Like, their full-backs are almost as important as the front three. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's, he has had an outstanding season. Um, and, yeah, like, thoroughly deserved. I don't think anyone else was really in the running for it. A couple of people, maybe like Dean Henderson, the goalkeeper at um, Sheffield United. Rashford did well, but then got injured and didn't really end the season as strongly. But, yeah, Trent was outstanding throughout the season and, and thoroughly deserved that. Definitely, definitely. And with, with the assist, he also had um, 14 clean sheets or goals. I mean, he gets mentioned more for his attacking prowess and, and, and what he does to positions, wide players, because he's constantly on the front and then to go back a bit. And we can touch on it if we talk about the charity field game played out yesterday. But his all-round game is 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 getting better. Um, I, you know, I'm I maybe play devil's advocate and say he's got, you know, maybe a bit across on uh, KDB. I mean, KDB's got the vision. KDB's just a ridiculous passer, but Trent, the whip and the free kicks, and he's just, it's good to see an academy player push on um, and also just do so well for England. So, Trent Alexander, young player of the season. I know people disagree, say KDB's got a bit of cross, but we shall see. We shall see as the season progresses. It'll be interesting to see who pushes on this season now. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2021, 20, out of all the players, I know um, Mason Mount and Pulisic looking really strong. They, you know, they quite a strong end of the season. Uh, Pulisic did. Mason Mount started off well and sort of faded in and out. Mason Greenwood, I'd like to see a bit more. I know he's you know, he just hits the ball. He just absolutely just smashes mm. This would be good to see him. He's sort of running with the ball or beating players or defensive work as well all around. And Martial and Rashford, I don't, you know, they still call yeah. them players. I know they've been there so long now. It's kind of part yeah. of I think Jesse Lingard was still trying to qualify as a young player of the year. for his bench. What's happened to him? I mean, I'm not not complaining because obviously there's there's history with him and Arsenal. Although I didn't mind when he does the dances at Arsenal. I think Cal and I spoke about this year ages ago, and I was like, it adds a nice element to the opposing fans and sort of dislike. Mm. Yeah, so now bring that banter, but he's been he. Oof, he needs to look out because he's not getting in at all, is he? So no, he's struggling. Yeah, hopefully some of the Arsenal lads get mentioned a bit more in the upcoming young player of the season shortlist. So well done to Trent. And moving on, we've got hand in hand manager of the season. And 
Jurgen Klopp, was it in any doubt, the German delivered ever Premier League title in some style. Um, he got five Barclays Manager of the Month awards throughout the season, uh, getting 18 matches in a row, securing 32 victories. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal season and building on from their Champions League win and then, you know, finishing second the season before. Um, Ash, what can you say about Jurgen Klopp, manager of the season? Yeah, like, he, he probably had it in the bag from, from say, like, December time. Because I think he won, I think he, he won five of those out of the first six months. Mm. So, it went clear. And I think the only, the only real rival we said was Chris Wilder if Sheffield United got into um, the Champions League. Unfortunately, yeah. they, they kind of fell off. Yeah. And then even at like, Brendan Rodgers at Leicester, they fell off as well. So I definitely think he deserves it. Like, Liverpool have just been awesome this year. They've just been an absolute machine. Um, and they won the league at an absolute canter. It looked like they were going to win with the, the biggest um, points difference as well. But I think that slightly changed, I think, towards the end of the season... I think Man City closed enough so that they're, they're, they're still one of the biggest gaps, but they may not be the biggest gap. Yeah. Um, but then it's weird because if you look at the season, they won, they had to win the league and, and, and they've done it. But little things like how they left the Champions League, um, not getting 100 points, there's, there's still things where there's still probably areas where they could improve, which is slightly ominous for the rest of the league because they've had some exceptional seasons. They've, into the Champions League final twice, winning once. They've put up 97 points, now, 90, now 99 points. And we're still talking about areas where they can kind of improve. So yeah. it says it says a lot about what he's done there and how he's completely shifted that. And I think when he arrived, he said within five years, I'll give you guys a title. Um, and he's delivered on his word. Um, this season is going to be very interesting because they always say the second one's the hardest. Winning the first one is everyone's focused on it. But how do you balance against like elements of like, lethargy um sometimes even ego um and we even saw yesterday in the game they didn't look quite as sharp as maybe they have done previously um but yeah we'll see they're still they're they're, they're the favorites for next year in, in my view um so yeah let's see let's see if they can do um if they can do a double yeah i think the true test is going to be the second season like you said mm-hmm. just re- and it is, is back-to-back titles is, is the hardest is the hardest thing to keep everyone uh, motivated. Uh, hopefully for them, the injuries won't come in. You know they were really lucky in terms of the injuries that they had. It wasn't too damaging, and they had players to replace those that came in. Um, and everyone's going to be gunning for them. The top dog is going to be added incentive to beat them. Um, what they it did do well, uh, maybe that Wilder at Sheffield United and Rodgers at Leicester didn't have to compete with was um, additional games from Europe and Cups. So I know Liverpool went on quite far with uh, Champions League and also some of the Cups that they pushed on in. So just to tackle that all round, as Premier League manager, but just to maintain the squad and, and have that high expectation. And to get them pressing the sheer energy and force in which they played so hats off to Brennan, uh, hats off to Jurgen Klopp for manager of the year. Right, moving on. On the new season, newly promoted clubs. We've got Leeds, West Brom, and Fulham. Our thoughts. We're going to start with the Champions Leeds, who 
came up finally. Uh, very charismatic manager, and they've done a lot of transfer business early. They've been getting, spending a bit of money here and there. I know they've got a strike um, that they've spent a bit of money on. Yeah, Rodrigo, who's been in the Prem before. Yeah, which is which is you know invaluable. I think they're going to do a similar to a Sheffield United. Um, they, they're similar to Sheffield United, but they're playing. I think they probably play a bit more of an expansive game. Mm. Uh, they can press higher up. They showed against Arsenal in the FA Cup that they can they can give a good account of themselves. If their fans travel with them, they've got an amazing away support. They've got amazing home fans. So that if you know the fans come back at any point soon, which we'll talk about later, that's going to be a big part to play. Um, I fancy them staying up. Uh, I don't know about you, Ash. What do you think? Leads leads to maintain that it's taken. Yeah, it here. I want to. And listen, there's a couple of teams that I kind of always look out for. So Villa because of my granddad, and Leeds because of my dad and my uncle. Um, and they'll be listening to this, and they'll be saying, "Come on, Ash, give us some good luck." I I, I don't know if I can give you luck, <laughs> but I'll definitely be rooting for you. I think they 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 do need some more goals. Rodrigo was in the Premier League before, um, didn't do too great, but sometimes when you go away and maybe you kind of come back to something, it's like you're more equipped, you're more equipped for it. So I think they're good. They they the one good thing about them is they don't concede many goals. Um and they had the most clean sheets last year as well. So I think that's a good basis. So similar to Sheffield United, if you can stop the other team from scoring, then you've given yourself a massive chance to go on and win a game. Yeah. Um, um, yes. Yeah, their fullbacks are particularly good as well. Yeah. Um, their fullbacks are really, really good. So I think I think they'll have enough to stay up. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you there. Yeah, they've um, two clean sheets, um, and they scored more goals in away matches than they did mm. home, which was you know that, that that's pretty impressive in the championship. But in the prem, obviously, games are a lot harder. Away games. Just try not to basically try to win your home games and try not to lose your away games. I know it sounds simple, but um, they're a big team, they're a big city, great city, great night out. Mm. Lots going on. Um, they got everyone. When I used to go to university, I used to go up to Leeds as well. Everyone in Hare Hills, Chapel Town, and all of that, visiting people and going into town and going out. So yeah, look. Hopefully, it'll be uh, it'll kickstart. The City as well with the fans, so looking forward to lead joining us back in the Prem, moving along to... The just before we move on, I uh, just want to quickly say uh, I quite like the look of Fulham, actually. Um, uh, I'm a bit of a Fulham fan from when they used to be in the Premier League back in the day, and um, young Mitrovic, I know he's not so young anymore, but he did score mm. 26 goals last yeah. season. Yeah. Um, and so they've got them, so, and he was a good Premier League player. I actually thought he might be one that uh, leaves the club when they got relegated, but they've kept hold of him and he's still scoring goals. And so I'm expecting him to score goals next season, um, which will help help them in their fight to stay up. Um, I also like the look of um, Joshua Noma, who was a young player uh, coming through the Spurs Academy um, mm. that I think they've signed him permanently there at Fulham. I think he, he's a Fulham player now. Um, so I'm just looking forward to seeing him next season. Hopefully he can help out. And they've, they seem to have a few goals from midfield. And there's also Harry R, who was an ex-Premier League player, and I always liked his game when he was at uh, Bournemouth. Yeah, he's so, right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing um, Fulham in the Premier League next season, season and hopefully they can stay up. Mm. They brought up Knockout as well, who yeah. was at Brighton. Um, and he tends to have score a couple of spectacular goals every season. Um, 
it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I think with the with the um, transfer um, window being slightly extended, it means that they can kind of start a season, see what's right for them, and then go and address maybe some of their weaknesses. And I think it's something that we haven't had for a number of seasons where kind of you have to have all your transfers done by a certain day. Now it's back to the old school of, okay, cool. There's been two weeks. We're really struggling in, say, the right-back area. Let's go and get a right-back. Um, and I think that's going to really benefit the, the newly promoted sides. Um, just quickly touching on West Brom, they haven't done much, and I still don't think they've got enough goals. So they're my big worry, and I actually think they're going to go straight back down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't think they've got enough firepower um, to, to kind of stay up. Whereas I think the other two have have enough goals in them to make it happen. Well, just I'll just tell you the first uh, three, five games. I'm already playing my fantasy football, but their first five games for all the three teams. And it looks like Leeds have got the toughest running. Mm. Uh, Liverpool away, Sheffield United away, Manchester City at home, Wolves at home. Um, Fulham have Arsenal at home Leeds away Villa at home Wolves away Sheffield United away and West Brom have Leicester at home Everton away Chelsea at home Southampton away and Burnley at home so I know the, you know you, you sort of want to hit the ground running in the Prem mm. I know that the season isn't over till it's over type of thing but those first five games or so massive for uh, the teams to get a foot uh, you know, in the door, Scott Parker, a young manager. It's it's good to see someone like Scott Parker who played for the club, um, got a lot of passion with them. Uh, should be interesting to see first few games of the season. Arsenal, Fulham, obviously kicking off early uh, on BT Sport, which I'm sure a lot of us will be watching. Forgot to mention one more player for Fulham. Joe Bryan, the left-back that scored a couple of goals in the playoff final that got Fulham into the Premier League. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did get quite a few assists for them last season as well, seven assists, I believe. Um, So he might be one to watch out for flying up the left uh, for Fulham next season. Nice, nice, nice. So, yeah, can't wait for the season to start. Uh, Forgot it all. It only feels like the other day that it ended. And then, obviously, what with Cup Games and then the Charity Shield yesterday... It's like there's not been a breather, which has been really good for us, but not so much for our upper halves who, uh, who aren't too keen about football. Um, we'll touch on that. We'll do it in sort of reverse if you guys are right, because we spoke about the Charity Shield a few times. Um, Arsenal won, Liverpool won, ended on penalties for the first time. It went straight through, uh, passing extra time. Um, Arsenal, great start with playing out of the press, something that obviously they've been working on. Uh, Liverpool pressing high early on and then working it round. Saka with the number seven shirt. Great switch. And then one-on-one, Aubameyang against the young fullback where, you know, Alexander-Arnold might have stood him up or shown him on the outside. Uh, cut in and we all know what Aubameyang's doing from that, that position there. Um, thoughts, first of all, Ash, on sort of how Arsenal started the game. Yeah, so quite surprised. Um when I saw the lineups, I saw kind of who we who, who we had in the team. He was obviously playing holding. Um, Martinez started in goal, even though Leno's fit, and El Nenny um, in the middle of the park alongside Jaka, um, and then obviously Enketia started as well. So I don't think we can say it was our, the strongest team that ended the, the season, mm. but yeah, like all of those players played very very well, yeah. like really really well. El Nenny was 
probably either El Nini or Maitland Nas was probably the man of the match for me. Um, I thought El Nini played very, very well, like good probing passes, filled in, he's a lot of energy, but just actually was helping to kind of dictate. And again, he looks after Xhaka as well. So <clears throat> I, I, I've always been a, a big critic of Xhaka, but recently I've just been seeing him just do the, the, the basics very, very well. And I think the two of them in tandem did well. Yeah. As I said, Maitland Nas did, did really well. And what's weird is, I feel like Aubameyang, since he's become captain, he's really relishing the role of being the leader of the group. Like, when he scores, everyone runs over. He celebrates as passionately as, like, as he's ever done. And I think, actually, just him maybe being an older statesman and something that's really, really benefited him in his all-round game because he seems to be doing a lot more. And what a finish. Yeah. Like, what an absolute, like, world-class finish. Mm. Um, and he was a threat throughout the whole game. So, yeah, it was a good, it was a good start for us. It was a really good start for us. Um, I think we were the, just about the better side. Liverpool came into it more and more as the game kind of went on. But, um, no, like, really promising signs. Really, really promising signs. I what feel- I really loved about the goal, sorry to cut you there, was just the fact that we played it out from the back. It just came from the goalkeeper, through the team, and ended up in the back of the net. And I just think that is a beautiful example of the brand of football that Arteta's got us playing now. Mm-hmm. I did feel Liverpool could have gone up a few more gears, and if they wanted to... If they really wanted to, or they really could have, they could have cut us to ribbons. And I know that's maybe me just being a bit more sort of pessimistic, you know, not being a bit more pessimistic about the Arsenal team. But they weren't as sharp uh, early on, which Arsenal could have got, could have had a few. Mm. And Etienne had a, a decent shot saved, um, and then they Arsenal looked promising. I mean, just to go back to the team, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't surprised with the Martinez. I think he he's now number one. I think Leno now has to prove it. Okay. He, he has to uh more commanding crosses. He seems better on the ball. All right, Leno's sort of really good shot stopper, and obviously he was the choice uh, until recently. But show faith in your keeper, and that confidence then uh, plays out and adds on to the back four when they're playing it around. So I like that. El Nenny, I've always been a fan, sort of just plods along and does it. Um, maybe putting him in the shop window. Mm-hmm. He was playing, but I think he had a solid game. And um, Maitland-Niles, you know, he's he's one of our own. I really want him to stay. He's versatile. He's done a job whenever he's come on. Um, and can we just talk about that penalty? Ice. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, like playing, it was like, Playing at the park, your boys, or settling settling a shoe out of goals on a Thursday night, just just rolled it yeah. in, calm, and that's what you want. In fact, all the penalties were that's really. So Reese Nelson stepped to our tech straight away and said, "Yeah, I'm taking the first one." And for a young player to want to step up, doesn't matter that the fact that it was Charity Shield, doesn't matter the fact that there's no fans there, just to sort of lead the shout for the penalties and then put everyone else at. Uh, you know, at peace, and what all, all the penalties were really well taken. Not one penalty was a bit sketchy. Mm. Really well taken. I like what Martinez was doing. I don't know if you noticed, but he was talking to each penalty taker of the Liverpool player. He was like Fabinho. He sort of was looking at his eyes and nodding and talking in a way. And then um, the young uh, was it Curtis Jones? He was he was chatting he was chatting shit to him. So you want your keeper to sort of get in the heads of the penalty takers. Uh, yeah, come on, you need that in your keeper. Um, yeah, I thought Liverpool, you know, on their day, obviously, they're going to turn anyone over. But Arsenal's shape 
was a lot better. They were tighter. Holding again, there's something we're holding a Mane. You know, we, you know, maybe he's just got in his head where <laughs> when you put him down before the uh, the old, you know, before the um, season ended. But I like holding. He's got better on the ball, um, and the subs were good all round. It was positive for Arsenal and Pepe and Lacazette to come back. Obviously, uh, Pepe having a new ball. I think they've just been away on holiday or been away to to France or somewhere. So good to see a full strength team ready for the start of the season. Um, but yeah, no no issues and two trophies, two trophies in a month. Yeah, can't knock it. Can't knock it. It's it's, it's more the mentality. You know, we all thought when um, Liverpool scored and got the equaliser with about fifteen minutes to go, we thought, oh, here we go. Like Arsenal, the old Arsenal could crumble. Heads go down. Liverpool get a late shaky goal. It's over. But they held their nerve. They kept going. And in fact, they could have won it. I know Willock had a header. He yeah. Um, it's a terrible header. <laughs> I like the way that you highlighted that there are cracks and we have kind of papered over the cracks with, with um, you know, these kinds of victories. I mean, it's two trophies in a month. It's a winning mentality. It looks good. But... Yeah, let's face it. Um, Mohamed El Nene is probably not the best defensive midfielder in the league. Um, we still would love to get a Thomas Party in there. There's other areas in the team that could do with some reinforcement, but there's lots of positives. I'm sure mm. the Arsenal fans will be very encouraged by the start of the season. And let's hope this winning mentality just continues, man. More trophies, more wins. Let's go. That's it. That's it. Moving on to the biggest trophy of them all, the Champions League final. Um, PSG playing Bayern Munich now. I had Bayern Munich to win it from from early, um, and then I know Ash, you were talking about PSG project mm. M- up down. Project Mbappe didn't even start. I don't know what's happening there. Mm. Uh, some of the subs maybe a bit a little bit too late. Um, quite quite a reserved first half. I thought I thought the goals were going to come flying in the way they have been over the past few games, but PSG defended really well. And uh, Bayern took it with uh, King Coleman showing why he should have started instead of um, not Pulisic. Who's the other guy? Perisic. Perisic. Beg your pardon. Uh, great finish. Good game all round. I was, I was, I really enjoyed it. I don't know what you thought about it. Yeah, it was a high quality game. Um, I'm not, I'm not. Lie, I'm really frustrated. I, I was a big team PSG, and I called it from pretty early, saying I think that they could do it this year. Um, when the final started, actually, they had a couple of really good chances that I just knew. Like, PSG had to score first. And I think the moment Brian took that lead, the game was pretty much done and dusted because if PSG opened up too early, Brian, Brian have so many um, weapons to kind of hit them with. And even that like, quality of players who they brought off the bench, so they brought on, like, Coutinho, um, like, they brought on some real, like, top-class performers. Um Perisic came on as well. So Can we talk about Thiago speaking like because for, for parts of the game I watched him and I've got a bit of a like footballing man crush if you can say that just to, just mm-hmm. watch him play just I'm just like yeah he was excellent oh my god just ridiculous just ridiculous and sort of what he does and cleans up and and, and the balls he plays and just gets gets everything going and he's just solid so yeah he he's the sort of the unsung. Yeah. Well, he's not. I mean, real ballers know. People who play yeah. football will obviously know what I'm talking about. That real recognise real. That's, oh, come on! I didn't want to say. You know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't worry, man. You're the number 10. I'm the winger, innit? Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do. No, I did play Sunday League the other day and I struggled. I'm not going to lie. It was, a, it was a bit of... I played against this young team, but I'll, I'll tell you about that after. But um, yeah. um, really, really good game. Cal, I know uh, you watched it as well. What were your thoughts on Mbappe and Neymar? Not really, not really cutting it too much. I know Mbappe had a few chances, but not what we were thinking was going to happen. They didn't bang, did they? They really didn't bang. And it's it's so disappointing because this game, like it just looked like such a classic fixture. Um, and they actually had a few chances. They did have a few chances in the game, but they were just completely overwhelmed. PSG were completely overwhelmed by um, by Munich. And when you really wanted them to stand up and be counted, they didn't. Like, like Mbappe had one chance where he was put clean through and well, he was, it was pretty much a very good goal scoring opportunity right in front of the goalkeeper. He fluffed it. Um, Neymar had a few different opportunities that, you know, his shots were just kind of like rushed or, you know, maybe he, he passed when he should have shot or he shot when he should have passed, made the wrong decision. Sometimes he tried to dribble and it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't working. Now on one part, it can be because Bayern were so good or another part, it can be just maybe it was nerves and it was their first final and they really wanted it so much and they just couldn't. I don't, I don't know, man. But it, it's like when you actually look at the stats and when you drill into the details, it looks bad because it was only 1 0 to Bayern Munich on the day. Mm. But looking at the stats, um, you can see they had 62% possession. Um, the shots look similar, like it was 12 shots from Bayern to 10 shots to um, PSG. But then, when, like, like I say, when you drill into the details and you see that uh, PSG had 240 successful passes throughout the game, but then Bayern had 433 successful passes, mm-hmm. like almost double, like they passed them off the park. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they dominated them in tackling. Um, they dominated them in defence with interceptions. Uh, mm-hmm. We're clear, well, actually, uh, to be fair, in defence, PSG had more work to do than Bayern did, so they had to make more interceptions and more clearances. But just overall, like they just weren't really there. They, I don't, I don't think they were ever really in it. If they were going to win that game, it would have been one of those where it was against the run of play, um, like maybe that chance that Mbappe had, um, where he he should have really scored. Um, and Neymar, for me, he just wasn't there. It was so disappointing. I really wanted to see Neymar step up and be that top world-class player that we know he is on this stage and it, it just didn't happen yeah he um mm, i don't know pressing and not diving around because in the past he's a player where people didn't like his antics whether it was showboating or whether it was diving around and just acting like a little girl um no offense to little girls playing football obviously because they can be as <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> obviously. Well, moonwalk that one back, but you're doing your Jesse Lingard. Come on, come on. <laughs> Had to electric slide in that. Um, when Variety come on, I thought he sort of started to make a bit of a difference towards the end of the game. But yeah, like you're saying, Cal, they weren't being clinical enough. Um, I mean, Bayern, you know, if anyone deserved to win it, it's going to be Bayern. They played the better football overall. They were the better team in the, in the, at the restart. Um, and, you know, Davies, the fullback, a bit shaky at first. And I think Di Maria could have had him a few times, but he, he found himself. Um, and, you know, you've got Lewandowski, who's 
arguably now in the quote for Ballon d'Or. You know, don't give give the guy the Ballon d'Or. Give give someone else a chance. Mm, yeah, fifty odd goals. They just, they just, they, ridiculous. They got robbed. They, they, yeah, they suspended it this year as well. Going back to going back to PSG though, I kind of think it's it's a weird one because the way he's set up is they they actually set up just to let Bayern have the ball. So if you notice, they wasn't really aggressive in the press in their own half. It's only once the ball came into by into PSG's half is when they started to really kind of like chomp at a bit. They didn't press really high up. Yeah. And I was quite surprised by that because Bayern play a really high line, and obviously with them having a lot of pre- a lot of pace, it meant that. What they should have done is if they played slightly higher up and actually pressed higher, they could have got the ball and they're as fast as Bayern's line, which yeah. would have then meant, you know what, actually, you get the ball higher up, then it's, it's a little bit easier. They really sat as far back as possible, mm-hmm. almost wanted to kind of soak into them and then hit them on the break, which yeah. I think they could have been a lot more, they could have been, if they were less passive and a bit more active, I think they could have taken the game to Bayern Munich because even against Barcelona, I mean, yeah, it was 8-2, but Barcelona created a lot of chances and actually should have gone 2 or 3-1 up at one stage. So if you are quite active against them, yeah, you can be picked off, but PSG have a much better base than Barcelona, meaning they can kind of go blow for blow and potentially punch them out, but they didn't. They just kind of waited, and then as soon as Bayern Munich scored, it was kind of game, game set up. I think there was a tentative nature of, like, it's your first final, mm. and, I mean, Barcelona have been there, done that, and played with the PSG showed that he could defend. I mean, Thiago Silva is now moving to Chelsea. I thought he defended well. Um, that you, they could have played them like sort of one ball over the top with a high line. And we, I was waiting for sort of the Mbappe uh, sort of leg race with someone like they. I know they're on the other side, but could you imagine like you know Mbappe just sprinting for the ball and that would have been. I mean, it was, they're on the other side of the pitch, obviously, but you know, in an ideal world, they would have been they would have been going for it um, tactically. Maybe a bit naive from PSG, easy to say from us sitting in the arms. Uh, Thomas Tuchel doesn't get to get one over Hansi Flick as well. He's done a great job, sort of. Yeah. The reemergence with Bayern Munich and, and making them the dominant team, which historically they have. And they're playing great football. And, uh, you know, yeah. embarrassment of riches on the bench and lots of the young German players, which we like to see, you know, homegrown players um, from both teams. So yeah, that was that was positive. Um, let's move on. We've got Sevilla, Sevilla, and Inter Milan three two. Um, they've done it again. Kings of Europa. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking Lukaku after bagging the goals and then getting the own goal. <laughs> it's typical of his touch. <laughs> like I just don't understand why he did it. Well, he just, I mean, no, that's natural. He just stuck his leg out. I mean, uh, another time you stick your leg out and it, and you're deflecting it over, you're deflecting it wide. It's just, mm-hmm. but also he's a striker. So, you know, not really defensive. Yeah. Um, how do they keep doing it? How does Seville keep doing it in, in, in Europa? It's sort of mentality. It's, it's the way they're playing. Pedigree now, I suppose. It's kind of like Liverpool, how they can build a whole new team and they can still win the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. Um, they even did it with a team that wasn't so great years ago, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. Players like um, Bish, uh, what's his name? Bishkor or something like that? Bishkan? And Smitsar and Barros. Like, how did they win the Champions League with that team? Yeah. 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 
Oh, yeah. you mean oh, you mean 2005? Yeah, Jimmy Traore. Like, oh, yeah, that's some real, <laughs> some real shit. Man. But I think, I think going to Sevilla, I think it's weird because when, because when we done the the preview for like the the semi-finals, we really did say that anyone could be anyone on the day. So like Inter Milan slapped up Shakhtar, who I thought were going to beat them five nil. Um, but then I did, I think I did say that Seville could actually just win the whole tournament because there wasn't much between all of the teams, and I think. The key thing that I think Seville did was they got that goal back really quickly because once Inter Milan scored, you thought, okay, cool, that's it, game done. But because they scored so quickly, it meant the game just reset straight away. Whereas normally, if you give Inter that 20 minutes to settle into a pattern, they then, they then become really hard to, to break down and then they kind of really hit you on the counter with Lukaku and, and Martinez. But they didn't allow that to happen. So, And then when they went 2-1 up, obviously that meant Inter had to come out again. So, like, credit to Seville for, like, hitting back so quickly. I think that was a key to them winning the final. Yeah, it was a good final. Two, two good finals and um, makes us want to look forward to the rest of European football when it starts up again. Right, on to general news. We have got, uh, this is an interesting one, Sky Sports have had a bit of a makeover. Uh, they've released some of their uh, established uh, and older presenters, shall we say, uh, Scott Minto, Matthew Letizia, and what's the other notes? Help me, guys. Who's the other two? Um, Phil Thompson and Phil. Charlie Nicholas. Yeah, and in a shake-up to sort of make Sky Sports a bit more inclusive or to bring it a bit more of a modern look, um, I'm all for this, and I know you two are, and I'm sure our listeners mm. are. You need to change everything. Um, Alex Scott and Mikko Richards, two names brought in. Um, two pundits who I really enjoy listening to and watching. Um, Alex Scott, obviously, history at Arsenal and just very knowledgeable about the game. Mikko Richards, great time at City. Um, and just, you know, he has a lot to offer. Uh, and I, I, was, I really welcome this. I don't know what you guys think, Ash. So, so, Jeanette Soccer Saturday is the one programme I still watch. So, I used to watch Soccer AM when um, Tim Lovejoy and Helen Chamberlain were on it. Um, yeah. Sky have always had some really good programmes. And the one programme I still continue to watch, even like sometimes I won't watch Match of the Day, but I always make the effort to watch Jeanette Soccer Saturday because I like what they do. They have like really good energy on there. There's lots of kind of like jokes. But it kind of is set up as like kind of a, like, a, like an old boys club. Yeah. Now, I actually like, Letitia, I like Nicholas. Thompson's quite funny because there was always getting onto him about not winning the league and stuff like that. So I quite liked them as a four, and they mm. didn't ever feel that they were stale. They they seem to be pretty good. But I am also in in view of giving other people a chance and an opportunity. I personally wouldn't have sat them. What I would have said is we're going to reduce your amount of time on air, and then actually integrate it. So you keep a couple of them, and then you bring in say a Michael Richards, or you bring in like any Aluko, or you bring in Alex Scott. So you have a little bit of them as well as a mix of that. Because, again, I'm more to do about kind of integrating stuff. Um, they'll probably end up in, in other places. A lot of people go into, like, being sports or those other providers. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think yeah, change is good, right? Like, you get to a stage where you have to evolve. Um, mm. I remember when Sky Sports had Richard, like Richard Keyes and Andy Gray, and everyone's like, oh, football's not going to be as good. Then they brought in, like, Jamie Carragher. They brought in um, Gary Neville. Other people started to host it, and it's been as good as it's ever been. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to to what Sky bring, who Sky bring in, 
and seeing just football from a different through a different lens. Yeah, I think uh, the, the Saturday banter um, mm. is going to keep there. I know listening to Mika Richards on Radio Five, and um, he gives as good as he gets, especially against Sutton, and there's a lot of banter flying. Um, it's good to get some female, uh, you know, pundits on on board as well. So I welcome it. Sorry, Cal, go on, you were going to say something. No, I was just going to say, I wonder if there's something going on behind the scenes because some people haven't got mm. sacked, have they? Um, mm. it, Jeff Stelling is still around. And, um, you know, uh, there's an article yes. in the mirror here saying that Jeff Stelling uh, has tweeted, it's one of the saddest days ever um, with the departure of three of his best mates. So mm. why have those three gone? But he hasn't. I wonder if something happened behind the scenes and they got sacked because of that. Um but um, yeah, good luck to them. They're all, you know, obviously top, top talent in um, football present presenting. And I'm sure they'll be perfectly fine. They'll, they'll move on to different platforms, as as suggested. And um, and Sky will get someone else in. Yeah, I always like... I mean, I'm a bit old school. I don't like seeing the same presenter on different channels and different networks, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I always don't really when I see Gary mm-hmm. today and then I see him on BT Sport. Um, yeah, that's, that's just me just being like sort of old school, but um, and I do like ex players and giving you know, giving their insight. I welcome it. I mean, I'm not big on watching Soccer Saturday unless sort of you've had a few bets on or you're in the pub or you're raining, it's raining and you've got nowhere to go. Um, so it doesn't, doesn't affect me so much, but I definitely welcome making it more inclusive and then providing. Uh, inspiration and you know sort of a bit more uh, an identity for younger viewers to then latch onto and be like oh I can be a pundit I can be a host I can do this I can do that so I'm hoping it's happening behind the scenes as well not just in front of the camera if that makes sense like I'm hoping that they yeah. get, um, researchers and editors and lighting and camera work and do you know what I mean just all round so it's not just just to tick a box and say oh, hey look we've been more inclusive. Yeah, I hope it's. I hope it's a uh, an all round scheme, or even like production companies that are sort of. Uh, yeah, so that's 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 my thing. But uh, no, I won't. With, with that being said, I hope it's not a scenario where some people are being fired to make way for change. Mm. I, I don't think that would be right for someone to do mm. their job just to make way for, you know, to, to, uh, to hire some women to do the job or to hire some black and minority ethnic people, as they call us, to do the job. Um, I, would, I would like to think that if, the, if somebody got let go, they got let go for a reason. Um, and there are other, if you look at the presenters on Sky, there are other presenters on there that, that come from the, the black and ethnic minorities. And there's other uh, female presenters on there as well. So I, I don't see any reason why there's a specific group of people that got let go and why anybody should be pointing towards race could be just contracts could be just sort of a shake-up it's like anything you know television industry or music industry nothing lasts forever it's a fickle industry i'm sure you know i'm sure they'll be all right they're going to get their money these these people um and within a you know few months they would have got a job somewhere else like like ashley's saying we could be watching them on some other stream some other sites (laughs) <laughs> That'd be fine. These guys are so popular. They could be independents. They could set up their own YouTube channel and have millions of subscribers and followers. Yeah, easy. They'll be perfectly fine. They could yeah. do a podcast. 
That's it. They it's, probably do. <laughs> Everybody's got a podcast these days. I know, yeah, everyone's, you know, they're doing their own fan fan programs. Oh, just on that, did you see, I don't know if you did see it, and I don't know how I feel about this, but the Arsenal fan TV, like the stream, it's like a reaction to them watching the game and then praying on their knees at the penalty shootout. And then all that mad. No. Oh, I don't know, man. No. People making a bit of a mock the whole situation. Come on, man. They do make it difficult for us. I'll say that much. There's a, listen, like we said, there's a couple of, there's some really good eggs there and there's some really good people. But yeah, some of the stuff they do, it really does make, it, it, it puts a target on, on your back as an Arsenal fan. Yeah, it doesn't help, doesn't help. That Brewster penalty was a bit mad. I knew he was going to miss. He's got that confidence where you like him or, or dislike him. But, um, mm. he, he looks like a chipmunk. looks like a chipmunk. <laughs> He does. He look at Al. You know, do you remember the um, Alvin and the chipmunks? He yeah. looks like Alvin, bro. <laughs> oh, all right. Moving quickly on uh, from uh, missed penalties because it's hitting the bar to someone who shouldn't have. <laughs> you like? I just turned. I just the sixpence and I just made that up. Harry Maguire withdrawn from the England squad after a guilty verdict. Uh, misbehaving in Greece. Um, his recent interview, he refused to apologise. He, you know, he says, you know, I haven't done anything wrong. He claimed that his sister was being sort of attacked or being grabbed by some men or being injected with something, and then later on, um, plainclothes police officers or what he says, plainclothes police officers uh, jumped out and attacked him and started hitting him on his legs and saying, "You'll never play football again." Uh, fearing for his life uh, he's obviously tried to stop this or, or offered money and said who do you know who I am um, you know you don't know who to believe at the minute mm. I hate him uh, we wouldn't wish that on anyone abroad obviously uh, and we, we do know that police abroad have had a history of targeting people without saying too much uh, but we don't know what to believe here. Um, should he have apologised? I think he should have apologised, Ash. Yeah, definitely. I think, like you said, um, there's been a lot of jokes um, that have gone around about this. Um, I Did just think if it was... The joke? Sorry, there's, there's like a drill rapper in, in prison and he's throwing up a gang sign and there's a picture of Harry Maguire next to him. <laughs> 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 no, the one I saw was, I saw um, they had a picture of United... So, so they had a picture of Liverpool, their captain lifting silverware. They yeah. had City lifting silverware, Arsenal lifting silverware, and Man United had the um, the cuffs on. <laughs> That's the only silverware they're getting, which is absolutely hilarious. I, I listen. I think that whatever happens, um, yeah, like you you come out, you say what needs to be said. He again, he's just made another rod for his own back, like. I understand you could have been defending your sister. That's fine. Like that, this will come out in the trial. But as things stand at the moment, like you've kind of like disgraced yourself, your club. Um, you have to just know when to say sorry. The one thing I would say I find it really interesting though is how this is how this has been um, how this has been kind of like reported, and I just always think to myself, what would this have been like if it was say Raheem Sterling? Or what would it have been like if it could have been like another England player who maybe isn't so much of a media darling and such? And I just think we would see it very, very differently. It was, um, it was like Mings or Gomez, like a centre-back. Yeah. Centre-back. Like, you, you, 
you know that it would it would be seen very very differently. And I've actually spent a lot of time looking like across like headlines and how it has been pitched. And even now, a lot of it is are um, there's a bit of sympathy for him. I don't necessarily know if the same sympathy would be afforded to other players in the squad, like a Sterling, like a Mings, like a Gomez. Interesting you should say that, because I even saw um, an article where, just to do with Sterling, but it had nothing to do with Sterling, it was to do with Usain Bolt, was it for coronavirus, and they, some newspapers still managed to put Sterling's name in the headline, even though it was like... <laughs> I mean, because he was, he was at the party, so he yeah. was at the party, yeah. but he's come back and tested for negative. But you know, they were just hoping. Like, it was like, oh, if he tests for positive, then yeah, we've got him. But no, you can't, you can't do this. Focus on your Harry Maguire. Like, leave him alone. Have you seen, have you seen the Clarks, the Sterling and, and, and Clarks um, collaboration they're putting together? No, I haven't. Mm. I'll have to look no, that's me. good, though. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I'm but... I've grew up with all of these, you know, and Clarks is a great brand. So, yeah. But, yeah, no, I don't, I'm just going back to what you're saying. It is interesting to see how the media will spin things for mm-hmm. certain players. And Maguire's been made to seem as like, you know, he's, he's the Man United uh, captain. He's one of the most expensive defenders, England player. I mean, I, th- I think his position on the team was, was maybe in doubt because he got, you know, from the time Stanislas negged you and done you at Bournemouth. Yeah. He, you know, I, I like Mings. I like Gomez. Uh, maybe Smalley needs a shout. Gomez is quality. Gomez is absolute quality. And I still, I still, listen, I still have belief in jo- in John Stones. I've, I've always liked him as a football player. I think things have kind of gone really sour for him at Man City. If he got the right move, I still think there's there, there's a real player there. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, Maguire, I mean, you know, you've you got this much money, this much notoriety, you're travelling abroad... I don't. We'll find out what happens in the trial, but sort of surround yourself with one or two security guards. Maybe tell the police or get you know get your agent to help you, or or go and hire a private jet or go to an island or a private park. Do you know what I mean? You sort of mm-hmm. you've got enough money to get all your friends and family and and have a nice week or weekend without getting troubled by locals or even a different fan. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah see how that transpires just stay safe as everyone's going away as well um, it's, it's right to be dropped from the England team as well you know mm, South, South play that. Um, so yeah moving on we've got some uh, Sunday league now this was interesting because the BBC did an article or did a news story on the SE Dons um, if you don't know just, just you know YouTube SE Dons and they are they are a Sunday League team in South East London, um, and they have used the YouTube platform and social media platform to push their push their product, push their team, push their things for the community, and they're doing great things. I really like their videos. Um, they they record their their matches with commentary, and they have post and pre match interviews, and they. They record their week uh, five and six aside, and there's music videos involved with one of the players, um, Don Strapsy. Don Strapsy. He's be called Don Strapsy. He's um, that's a bit of a goonish name, though, isn't it? Because of what happened. But um, is his name called Don Strapsy? 
Yeah, I think Don Strepsi is uh, mm. one of the founders, if not the founder of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying he changed his rap name, didn't he? Because Strepsi was a bit... Oh, he still got it, Don Strepsi. Yeah, he had... Oh, Drew Blue, that was it. Do you remember when he changed his name? So I when never he... heard that one. Oh, so when he came out and it was Don Strepsi and it was like all gun bars and it was Grease and you see this like, this like little white kid from Lewisham and you're thinking, oh. And then I think to sort of make more marketable... And to sort of, I think he got signed or he had some deal, he changed his name to Drew Blue. And he was trying to do the crossover thing and that didn't quite work out. And then he's gone back to Don Strapsy, real name Andrew McHugh. And he's doing great things. Good good player, puts his foot in. <laughs> some really good players on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, ex-professional, semi-pro, we're trying to get a professional contract. And uh, it's just been nice to see the grassroots football is getting the light shown, shown on it once again. Yeah, shout out to Flips, who is a big part of the uh, SE Dons TV show um, on the sidelines, always uh, talking that talk that we love here on this show. Uh, he was a guest on uh, one of our Play On episodes, and uh, I'd love to get him on Beer App and Banter so he can come and talk more of that talk as well. Yeah, so that episode. They had a few players, Zach Anser, it came through the same Arsenal youth team as Hector Bellerin mm-hmm. and uh, Nabry. And they've got some ballers. They, they do play some really good football. Um, and there is that whole camaraderie involved uh, grassroots football, which you expect. And the way it's edited and put together is really did, cool. Did that report you've got there say that they've, 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 they've got Champions League experience? No, they came through the same youth team as Serge Gnabry. One okay, of the, so that's a bit of a reach. No, I didn't. No, I said they came through the same youth team as Hector Bellerin and Champions League player Serge Gnabry. Oh, but what I'm saying is what it says in this uh, article from the BBC here is it says they've got thousands of fans, Champions League experience and a global audience. Oh, maybe they have. Maybe some of the younger players have got it would be amazing if someone that used to play in the Champions League, like say like uh, someone that used to play uh, in, in a, or someone that played in a Champions League qualifier that knocked out Celtic, like someone from that, that Hungarian team. <laughs> 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 and he ends up playing for Sunday League for SE Dons. That would be absolutely hilarious. Yeah, Ansa started his career at Arsenal, has been on the bench for them in the Champions League and represented England at various youth levels. So they've got ballers, man. They've got, they got lots of ballers there. Um, so I'm we, a huge fan of what they do. Definitely get on their YouTube, get on their show, check them out. Their merchandise, they do their thing. So yeah, that's always good to see. Sunday League, so important. Saturday League, important. Grassroots, so important. Mm. And we support that. Um, how are we for time, Cal? I know sort of there's some transfers popping off. Uh, um, I I think in terms of uh, recording time, we're we're a little bit stretched. Um, yeah. How are you guys feeling about it? Do you guys want to call it a day? Yeah. I'm happy yeah. to- I'm ready to shoot. Ash got to shoot, and uh, I've got um, in-laws in as well as a long day ahead. So, if there's, I'll just go re-go over the topics again before uh, anyone wants to add anything. Um, so, don't forget this episode we spoke about a review of young player of the season, manager of the season, the newly promoted teams, and how they'll fare. We looked at the results from the. Champions League, Europa League and Charity Shield up the Arsenal, another trophy. And then general news, Sky Sports uh, shaking up their presenting department uh, for uh, Suck Saturday. 
Harry Maguire being dropped from the England team and his troubles in Greece, and then the BBC shedding light on the SE Dons amongst other banner. Um, I've been Ben English. I've been Cal Serious. I'm going to do a quick couple of shouts before I go. Shout out to Wolverhampton uh, Ladies versus Leon in tonight's Women's Champions League final. I'll be watching that. And uh, I do like uh, Wolfsburg, so I'll be supporting them. Um, and also shout out to Inter Miami, who are going to be playing uh, in the MLS. That's David Beckham's team over there. Um, and um, also shout out to uh, X, one of our guests who had a birthday yesterday. Uh, mm. Shout out to Matt Zia. Um and everybody just be good, man. Yeah. I've been Ash and just big love everyone, man. Have a great weekend. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, stay safe and thanks for listening and sharing and enjoy your week. See you later. Peace. Peace.